Jacob Quinn has won the national championship for the Quinnipiac Bobcats. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 10 Second Podcast. My name's Keith Woodward, and I'm your host. Our journey has taken us many, many places. In the next couple of episodes, you're going to hear from student-athletes only. In this episode, you're going to hear from many of the players you heard in episode two. As you will recall, they told us about their journeys. This time, you're going to hear about their experiences throughout the season, leading all the way to the national championship victory. And we're going to start off with Jaden Lee. Talk to us a little bit about the communication between you and and your other defensemen in terms of being in the right spots at the right time, talking on the ice. How how does that all work? Um, So the biggest thing about communication is that it's something that our culture really preaches and uh, especially uh, Coach B kind of preaches like in the gym, like kind of it starts now in the summer. Like if like one thing he always says, like if I can't hear you in the gym. How am I going to hear you when there's, say, 3,500 fans opening against BC? You know what I mean? So I, it starts there. It's kind of that's that's how our culture is, um, and it's just throughout the whole season, um, just uh, in practices, like just making sure you're vocal, you're loud, your D partner can hear you, um, and then even outside of the rink, like um, like we're such a tight knit group. You know, like we're really able to kind of read off each other. Um, and, and all that. And uh, are there nonverbal cues in terms of a look or a, uh, the way you have your stick placed, or are there those things that other players can read and they know what it is that's happening? For sure. I, 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 and like, um, obviously, everyone's different. Like Charles, like I know he he can be very like he likes to be very aggressive and kind of get up and join the rush. So I know like if he goes like probably not a good idea if I go you know what I mean so like I think we would always make that good read of because uh, I, I like to get up there as well um, so it's really just like kind of just being aware and just re- making making reads off each other but I think it really boils down to our team culture and how like tight-knit we are like not only at the rink but away from the rink as well talk to me about the third period at in Minnesota at Minnesota or playing Minnesota um, I mean, you guys completely. I mean, I don't even think it's debatable. I mean, completely <laughs> just dominated that period. Yeah. Some would argue from. I mean, when you watch it, as many times I, I would argue from about the eight minutes left, uh, eight minutes gone in the second period. There was pretty much, um, you know, you guys were pretty much in control of that, um, and eventually, obviously, got the goal to get to two to one. But you're on the bench, and we've now uh, Rand has now pulled the goalie, and you've got probably one of the best players coming off the penalty um, and could and is a great skater, great player, NHL player caliber. Um, what are you guys and you, you're watching the play develop. What do you like what's your seat? What's your what's it look like? It was it was nerve-wracking um, for sure. Um, and it's like um, there have been so many games in the past where we're all over a team like we're like another one would be the the Harvard game in the ECAC finals uh, two years ago. Like we were all over them, we just couldn't get one pass. So it kind of felt like, is this really going to happen again? But um, as the play was developing, I'm pretty sure I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Like usually, uh, whenever someone's coming out of the box, like we we're everyone on the bench is just yelling like box, box, box. Just so the guys on the ice are aware of it. And like I mean, whether they heard me or not, probably not, just because of how loud that building was. But I was just. I kind of I remember I I peeked I'm yelling it and then I look back and I just see Graf with the puck, 
and um, just when he when he fired that puck, like, and I saw I didn't see the puck win, but I saw everyone. I think Skyler because he was right there in front of the net, like his arms just throw up in the air. Like I was just jumping up and down. I don't even know who was next to me on the bench, but I just remember grabbing somebody, um, and like we were just screaming at the top of our lungs, just so so excited because uh, like when that when when we scored that goal, there's no doubt in my mind that um, like that any other result than a win like you know like I, I i just knew we had all the momentum we were all over them a kid that grows up in vancouver ends up in connecticut has these all these experiences that maybe might not have ever had before um all because joe dumais at a game watches you play has interest and this is how your life has changed yeah, because of it absolutely it's, it's it's crazy to think and uh like another one I'll I'll touch on is uh, C J McGee. Like I'm I'm living with with him this year. Like he's like my best friend here. Like his extended family. Like they're they they're at all our games pretty much. And like there's always a massive McGee section. Um, if you're at the games, you might notice them. Um, but like uh, like I've been at his house the last two years at Christmas, kind of thing. Like it's it's just like just little things like that. Um, and after the games, we go up there and and talk to. All, all 40 of them or however many came that night um, it's just like the little the, the little things like that just is so heartwarming and uh, just kind of go, goes to show like what it means to be a Bobcat. In the NCA regional in Bridgeport, Quinnipiac leads two to one with four minutes and 30 seconds left to go. Christophe Tellier makes an acrobatic goal to put the Bobcats up three to one. Tellier is going to talk about it with Christophe Fillion and Noah Altman. But unfortunately, the celebration was ruined. They talk about the goal and the celebration next. So let me see if I can cue that up. And you can tell us, because I've, I've I've heard a couple stories about this goal. And so now I'm going to- I'll gonna, let you know which one's true. You know, I, I think I know which one's true, <laughs> but whether you'll tell me it's true or not is a, is a completely different story. So let me see if I can cue it up. So that's Ohio State. What was that, the second goal? Uh, third goal. Third goal, yeah. Third goal. The official said no. We're going to find out right here as Dovich covers up. Was this a goal or not? If it... All right. So. Now that's the first opportunity that the Bobcats had. And then as this thing circled back around, it's the chip. Oh, I think that might have gone in. Here, this will tell it right here. Up in the air. Oh yeah, I think that went in. That's a goal. That touched the netting in his glove. Yeah, I think. I... So let's talk about that. Let's start at the beginning. Were you trying to tip it the way you tipped it? I tried to go around them. They went over. No. <laughs> All right, there we go. See? I'm an honest guy. <laughs> All right, and then you get it. Then you skate on the other side of the goalie. Yeah. And the puck just happens to be there, or? To be honest, I try to go just around the guy. I try to put it between his legs, go around him, just because I saw the goalie just go down. So I'm like, I got to go around him. But then when he got up, I'm like, hey, man, I'm just going for it. Try to hit it. And then I guess baseball little league helped me. <laughs> That's a pretty good goal, though. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> was, that a top t- was that a top 10 moment on Center? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was, yeah. I think it might have been. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. And so you think the puck has gone in this? So this is a Quinnipiac goes up. Uh, what three to one? Three yeah. to one, right? Yeah. yeah. And late uh, in the third period, 
against Ohio State with a chance to go to Tampa on the line. And did you think it went in? Yeah, I definitely saw it. But then I kind of had my doubts, like oh. everybody buildings, like from I, my angle, yeah, I knew then, it was. And in. then I looked at Philly, and I'm like, dude, it definitely went in. I saw it, and he's like, oh yeah, dude, I had the right <laughs> angle. It went in. I swear. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. So I, Rand looks at me. He's like, they go in. I'm like, yeah, it did. And then I look at Philly. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> in, right? I just, I just yeah, told yeah. the head coach it went in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then after, yeah, it was a goal and it was relieving. I think, I think yeah. it's kind of crazy the fact that he almost stopped it though. Like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I was screaming. I was yeah. at the top of my lungs because Telly's doing his whole slick the hair back, Sally. <laughs> I kind of messed up his Sally. The whole so crowd. Hard. No, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs like the play like I don't remember what I was saying like the play was still going I had like this like nightmarish view where I was like oh my god like Telly's gonna be selling on one end they're just gonna go down and score and that just wasn't in the net like I like had a panic moment yeah. and then my guy called me down on the bench I said it was like it was in it was in we're good yeah it was good so yeah that, not a not a not a bad moment what was the rest of it play but his glove is in the net right a goal and that's a goal. The thing I didn't even know if it crossed the line. I just remember the puck hitting the side of the net and I was like, oh, okay, then it's definitely on. So that's why when I, they were like, no goal or like didn't. Nothing. Because you saw the goalie's yeah. glove yeah. hit the side of the yeah. net, inside like, the yeah. net. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a goal. But then after I tried to go for a big time Selly, but they ruined it. <laughs> they, robbed, I know. they robbed yeah. his Selly. They, uh, yeah, they robbed his Selly. It sucked. The celebration has <laughs> got to be key, right? Yeah. Like you got to enjoy the moment. It's half the battle right there. Sure. Right, you worked for it. You might as well try and cross the goal line. Chad Lee. What a play, huh? What a skill play that was. Alley oop to himself. Two minutes. Alley oop to himself. All right, so we're off to Tampa Bay. Yeah. The coaches talk about the trip to Tampa being a business trip. Maybe there was a little ping pong. We couldn't see your family. We were too busy playing ping pong. Ping pong oh, pay, oh my God! We, we had a ping so pong table. Ping pong. Oh, yeah. So much. Ping Me, pong. Philly, Coach Dume probably. Uh, Coach Dume chopped his finger a little bit on the he side of the table. He was sweating so much. He, I've never <laughs> seen somebody want to win so bad ever in my life. He was losing his mind. It was unreal. Yeah. Coach Dume is a big uh, ping pong player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything. Anything yeah, where you can so get competitive. Anything can get competitive. He's in there. Yeah. Christophe Tellier takes a pass from Zach Metza to put the Bobcats on the scoreboard in the national championship game. They now are trailing 2-1. to one. In the next episode, you're going to hear from Zach's perspective. In this episode, you're going to hear from Christophe Tellier's perspective, along with Christophe Fillion and Noah Altman. This, to me, epitomizes your whole season. And I haven't watched all your games, but I've watched, you know, enough of them. So we'll just let this roll. Brindamore still out there. Now he'll change. Metza keep. Okay, so we're going to stop it right yeah. there. <laughs> Metza at the blue line, having the confidence, fifth year student, to stay on the blue and stop it. At this point in time, I think there may be one Quinnipiac player around yeah, the corner it's me. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Christoph. But there's five players in the offensive zone. But there's some guy named, well, number 29 or whatever his number is there, who's going to skate right to the net. Sit in. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Yep. That player has gone around three players who just kind of are hanging out on defense, as best I can describe it. And you guys know more about hockey than I'll ever 
remotely begin to come close to. But for Zach, he's got two defenders in front of him, and he's got this guy charging on the backside for the net. Around for the Bobcats, goes in front, Christoph, like, let's be honest. Let's be honest on a couple levels. One, we've been honest this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Altman. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's Tip- typical. Right. Yeah, I make stuff up all the but time. But let's be honest. You outskated three players to the net because you guys practice that on a regular basis. Yeah, it's more just, yeah, finishing your routes, going hard in the net. Even we have a saying, it's called 40 for 40. It's, uh, you're never out of play. You've always got to work. And I think for me, it was just go hard and I'd never know what can happen. And of course, Zach makes a really good pass there and fortunate to tip it in. But you have to be there. Yeah. Like there, at the moment in time, there's the other Kristoff and Zach in the ozone. Nobody else there. You turn, go around them. Like, I don't think people appreciate like the effort that you do to get there to get this game to two to one. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to talk about the two other goals. Yeah. But without this goal, yeah. those things may or may not ever happen. Yeah. Funny story, actually. Me again, me and Philly. I'm in the locker room after affairs. Duma picks us up, and we have a terrible four check. Me and him, we <laughs> turn away from the puck. Horrible effort. So Duma shows us the clip. At first, you know, a coach brings you in. You're like come on like what does he want but like after i'm like yeah he's so right so i tap philly i'm like hey man like let's make something happen here like it's me and you let's just get the boys going and next thing you know we score kind of early in the second so no i mean that that goal and when you look at the precision of zach's pass oh yeah it's right on the money i mean it is right on the money it goes under the goalie yeah it's yeah, crazy I mean, like right like it didn't yeah, even go under short, it slow motion right it. here right here man going on yeah. He misses the skate. <laughs> this his skit his like, stick is too high. Yeah, it's like underneath. <laughs> underneath it, it. Below. Yeah. And you are right there. That's good look. That is a fantastic. I mean, if we had those cameras all year, I bet you could find ten or fifteen of those passes from Mets. I mean, <laughs> he was great all year. And then right in the net. Also, yeah. And the puck ends up in the back of the net. Yeah. What? I mean, and. It's it's because you've trained for that moment. It's because you've prepared for that moment. Yep. It's because you've stayed after practice to practice things like that. That's how all that happens. That doesn't happen just by... Yeah, I think we praise a lot around details and stuff, and I think that's all that plays, little details. I mean, you even start before it's Philly forecheck and then me picking up on the forecheck, just uh, F3 stick lock. And, I mean, it's all details all around. That's, that's what makes us such a good unit. And what's that like when you go back to the bench? It was good. I mean, I, I remember a little bit. Lombo actually told me. I started screaming. I was like, let's let's go, boys. Like, come on here. Let's. And then Lombo was like, yeah, tell you score a goal in the frozen four, and now you're screaming after everybody <laughs> and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was good. When the final goal went in off of Jacob's stick, everybody had a different perspective. Obviously, we kind of win that drawback, um, and Matt sort of makes that pass up to Lipkin, and Lipkin is like taking it down the far side wall. And like when he sent it in front, like I remember like the whole bench. We all were, jumped were you guys all? Yeah, yeah, you guys weren't on the year. No. Yeah, so we, we like we jumped up and it was like if he, all these thoughts are going through your head so fast, but it's like if he catches this puck, the game's over. So he catches it and it goes in and like I missed his whole celebration. Like 
I, I like started screaming obviously and like I start to go over the boards but my pads are so big so it's hard for me to do it so <laughs> I stopped and I let everybody else get off first and I just like flew into the pile I remember when I jumped in there and you're six seven yeah there yeah you go. well I remember thinking a couple things one I was like our masks are like nicely painted. So I didn't want to like throw it all the way up in the air and have it like shatter. So I threw my gloves, I like slung my mask low. And then I don't know if, I'm, I don't even know if Jaden remembers this, but like I was skating and I had no like regard for human life at that point once we got to the corner and I jumped like as hard as I could. And I got like my elbow like straight in Jaden's nose. And like I felt it happen as we were jumping around. And I was like, oh, my, this kid's nose is going to be broken when we get out of here. He's going to be like, ble like I hit him so hard. <laughs> Flying elbow. You can, you can actually, you can kind of see it in the video. Um, thank God after he told me, he's like, yeah, it hurts so bad. Like nothing, nothing was wrong. And yeah, it was just like pure joy. And for it to be Quillen too, like he's in Telly and I's class, like half, half Philly's class kind of. I don't even know what class I'm in. Yeah, like <laughs> Quill's like one of my best friends in the world. Like I love that kid so much. So for just like that to happen like he's that. He's a pretty just, quiet kid. Real quiet. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, there's he's nobody, there's. <laughs> unique is There's the really word. no yeah. words, yeah, there's really. no words to explain Jay Quillen, but. No, when I, t when, we, when we we had the four of them in here, Zach, it, yeah. I'm sure they told you. And, but I thought Jacob would be a little bit more outgoing. We we always joke Tully and I that he still has no idea what he, he did. He doesn't understand that he scored probably well, like, one of the biggest <laughs> goals. There are things like history. that we'll say to him, and like he like he isn't like a huge like other sports fan. Like he doesn't watch a lot of NHL hockey. He knows all the players, but like I feel like there's like college players or like good players that we would name, and he'd be like, "Who's that?" Like, and I think that in a way that helped him. Like we were playing against like Minnesota. They had the, that top line that was super skilled. Like. At least for me, if I was in that or if I was out there, like I'd at least be thinking of those guys. Obviously, everybody in here has confidence in their, in their own ability. And like whatever they do, they do. And you have to focus on yourself. But in the back of your mind, they have to be in your mind a little bit. I obviously don't know what was in Quills' mind. But like he strikes me as somebody who's like, I don't know who that is. Like I'm better than him. Like I don't yeah. care that he was taken second overall. And what did he score? Four goals in the Frozen Four? Yeah. Three goals yeah. or whatever? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just who he is. Like he's an absolute monster out there. He's so yeah. he's... It's just crazy. And Didn't surprise me. He's at all. the fastest player on the on the team, right? Fastest, yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, maybe Chucky, Chuck, him. Maybe Chuck, yeah. He's definitely up there. He's up there. Yeah, his yeah, legs yeah. are yeah. this big, thick. Yeah. He said he's faster after his surgery now too. So damn. Now you guys know. So for for the listeners, um, Sam has just made the pass that's headed towards Jacob. You guys are all standing up on the bench. Uh, Do you I mean, know? I I didn't know, but I was like, oh my god, this is it. This yeah, is it. I, yeah, I knew. I knew. Like I knew. I don't know. Yeah, that I think like, once once he caught it because the goalie slides. So like I'm watching the goalie too because I always just how goalie. I watch the game. Yeah. So once the goalie goes down, like that's once so, like, that's the go-to move to do yeah, in that once, exact spot. If you yeah. do that, you're gonna score. Yeah. Like. Once Quills got the puck and the goalie was down, the game was over. Unless it rolled off a stick or whatever, but that was never happening to that kid. And that right there, he was he was finishing that all the way to me at least. Yeah, crazy. I still I didn't know that till like one AM that night watching the highlight. I yeah. had no clue. Remember he was saying he he had a dream about it, like he was dreaming oh, yeah. about it. He, he was said dreaming. it into this that yeah. microphone right there. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, Hey man, I've been dreaming about that moment and I'm like, How did you think of that yeah. selling? He's yeah, like, that's I've been dreaming about that. <laughs> I'm like, That's sick. Oh, that was cool. Like, how does he even think to do that? Yeah. It's just quills. Like, just, that's what I, like, yeah. <laughs> I, there's no words. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's he's just, just Sanduzzi. He's just quills. <laughs>
Now we're going to hear from CJ and Avari. I think I was over the bench, or probably halfway over the bench, maybe before he even caught the pass. Like, I mean, you could see it happening, and as, like, Lipping gets the puck, and he just gets, like, he just gets lost. He's just on his own on an island. Like, I don't I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they're thinking, like, oh, we'll just leave this guy. Let him do whatever he wants to do. But, I mean, I saw Lipkin coming down. I saw him going to the net by himself. I think the puck left Lipkin's stick, and I was halfway over the bench already. I, I don't think I could have gotten off the bench any faster if I tried to. Um, but it went in, and it was just absolute mayhem from that moment on for at least another 20 minutes before we started to settle down a little bit and really soak it in. Who's the first person you found? I think it – I mean, I don't even know after the immediate dog pile. I know the immediate dog pile. I felt it, and I've seen it now that I've watched it a couple of times when we're in that far corner. I come in, I jump like pretty much as high as I can and then land back on the ice, and then I think Yanni comes in after and jumps in, and like his – arm drills me in the back of the head but there's just so much adrenaline it didn't even hurt an ounce and I think after it was just like everybody I think Jaden was definitely one of the first guys I went up to because he was obviously one of my closest buddies if not my closest on the team and then after that it's just hugs all around I think you just kind of get lost in the moment I just I was watching of course I've watched the video many times I just think it's funny and I remember how we all got up in sync anyone who was like sitting on the bench we all got up at the same time. And then after that, it's like, for me, it's like blackout for like two to three seconds. <laughs> and then the first image I have in my head is because he... <laughs> so Quills is skating to the, to the, towards the corner, but Yanni's skating to the neutral zone. So then I'm kind of like doing these weight <laughs> shifts, <laughs> trying to decide who I'm going to go after. And then I decided to uh, go after Quills because that's where most of the guys were headed. And, uh, and yeah, got me pretty emotional, like, right away. Um, there's even that one kind of a cool picture of me and Joey Cipollone. I think it was even on New York Times, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just the best moment of my life so far. So Easily. You've heard a lot about the Jet, the championship play. But when did student-athletes really know that that was going to be the play called? When did you know it was the Jet? Two years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. But when did you know that that was the play on the ice? Two years ago. <laughs> Two years ago. <laughs> That's, That's yeah, been yeah. every center ice face-off play for, I mean, I don't even know how yeah. long. Maybe four years. It's been every one. It's just... Having to work out. <laughs> so you know what I, I said? To, I think I said to Jacob or I said to Colin, I said, let me get this straight. You've run this play 150 times, so it hasn't worked, and this is what you decide to run when, it, when the game's on the line? He yeah. goes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're going to believe me when I say this, but it also maybe has to do with the with the fact that Rand always says that over times they either end quick or then they go on forever. And that's kind of what happened against Colgate. Uh, with us, we, what was it, two extra periods mm -hmm. we played? Yeah. They either go quick or they settle in, I think. Is how yeah, so it. now I had a hunch uh, during the intermission between third and overtime that we're going to score early. Of course, I didn't realize it's going to be this early, but um, I also don't, don't remember if it was between the second and the third or the third and the overtime when we're in the tunnel about to go on the bench. And... Uh, Darude Sandstorm is playing in the rink, and Darude is a Finnish artist. And 
this kind of gave me the feeling of destiny that it's meant to be like we're bringing this home i believe i haven't told that many people i told it back home because they know the artist on october 7th quinnipiac opens at home versus boston college there's going to be a banner going up for a couple players the meaning might be a little bit different here's cj mcgee on october 7th what's that going to be like uh, I think for me it's probably going to be a little different than just about everybody else. Uh, so my cousin Drew, who just played at the NTDP and then just got drafted to the Rangers, is going to be a freshman at Boston College. So in Tampa, I think we had about I had about 40 family members there. Then in Nashville for the draft, I was there as well. We had about 50 people there. There might be somewhere between 60 to 75 family members at that game. I hope they got tickets already. Uh, we've been trying, and we're going to have to try to get some more. Um, but it's, it's going to be unbelievable to watch that thing go up. It's going to be so cool. In the heat of the Tampa afternoon, Joey Cipollone saw something that may have given the Bobcats the extra edge. I remember, too, which was funny, um, they had the Hobie Baker ceremony that the day before, and they had the Richter as well, and, and we didn't go because Johnny knew that he wasn't, he was the uh, runner-up, but I remember seeing Min- Minnesota and, and Michigan out there in that hot sun sweating for a couple hours while uh, we were at the hotel resting, and uh, I remember, like Anthony said earlier on, and you're talking to Ransel, he'll say the same thing, but a lot of the big theme of our week there was to kind of block out the noise, don't spend too much time with family, you're going to have 100 people wanting to text you, say hi, all this stuff, but you got to do a great job of staying in that moment, and um, during those long 36 hours, our group did a good job of that, just kind of focused in on the, the day-by-day process that got us there. Did you think that hot sun was not helping them? Um, definitely not. I mean, it definitely wasn't. I mean, it probably didn't do a whole lot. I mean, you can look on the details of the game and be like, ah, oh, maybe it could have helped them here or there. But the, I, just, I, remember, I just remember seeing that because a bunch of us watched it. And I remember looking at that. I'm like, huh, like I, I, I don't think – I don't think Coach would have to have us out in that sun at that time. How would you describe your emotions when you realized that Yanni didn't win? Um, I mean, obviously Devin's another outstanding goalie, and I think he had like a 950. Yeah. But uh, um, you could ask Coach about that one too. He won't be too happy with oh, it. Oh, I know. I mean, how he he's feels. he's. Uh, but I'll talk more about Yanni. He's incredible. Um, I don't think I've met a kid that's more dialed into his craft and Yanni Viz, his, uh, his attention to detail is outstanding. Like, obviously he's not your prototypical NHL goalie. That's six, three, six, four, but he relies on his position and his movement and his hockey IQ so well. And he's a guy that everyone loves playing for. So, I mean, he definitely would have had all of our Richter votes. That's for sure. hundred percent. I think he'd rather have a national championship as well. So I think he probably would as well. While superstitions don't score goals, Anthony felt like he needed to change things up in the locker room. Puck goes in the back of the net. The mics are yours. <laughs> I mean, it was honestly a bit of a blackout. Uh, all I remember is I, I mean, sprinted onto the ice, and then I don't think I've skated 
that hard the entire year well, trying to get to the, the huddle on the other side of the ice. Well, so you didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch the goal. Oh, you didn't see it? So What's we were in the one? locker room watching the third period, and we obviously have all the momentum, like getting a bunch of chances, and we're going crazy. Like, oh, my God, when's it, when's it going to go in? When are we going to get that tying goal? And I was a little bit too anxious, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to step away for a second. And uh, I don't exactly remember what I went to do. But as soon as I left the room and stopped watching, all the guys start screaming because we Grafford t- gets the tying goal. So as soon as overtime comes on, I'm like, all right, guys, like, obviously it worked when I wasn't in the locker room or wasn't watching the game. So I'm going to go just do whatever I have to do not to watch the game and whatever happens, happens. So obviously 10 seconds in. There's like a two, three second delay on the TV that we're watching it on. So I hear the crowd going crazy. And all I'm thinking is just, oh, please be Quinnipiac. Please be Quinnipiac. Please be Quinnipiac. And three seconds later, the guys are going crazy. Oh, we're national champions. We're national champions. I don't even celebrate with them. I just sprint right to the ice. So if you actually watch the celebration, I'm out like three or four seconds before they get to the ice. Yeah, it was funny. Up next on the podcast, the first-year students, Charles, Alex, Tim, and Victor. So this is your first time going doing this little uh, rodeo called the ECAC. What was that like? <laughs> Victor, you got the nod there. Did you yeah, see that? ECAC, like the league itself? Yeah. I mean, it is? It, I mean, it's a big, gritty league. You know, a lot of push and shove and dirty in the corners in front of the net for sure. So it's definitely something to get used to when you're first coming in because, like, you know, you got Cornell, none of their D are below 6-1, so, and they're hard in the corners. So it's definitely something to get used to and keep in mind when you're playing. But other than that, that's all I got for that league for sure. Yeah, I think the the, the difference between the other leagues and the, the ACAC, I feel, is that uh, we're a bit more structurally found, so it makes it harder to, to navigate uh, throughout the ice there's less time and space uh, than for say uh, other other leagues we've played against. For instance, North Dakota was just um, north south and go 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 all the time. And I feel like the teams in our league are more like like structured and they play harder, in my opinion. So uh, that's what I have to say about uh, ECAC play. And were you guys prepared for? The level of hockey coming in as a first first year students. Um, I mean, it it depends. Coming in during the summer, uh, last summer, I don't think you, I don't think we were prepared. It's a huge jump from junior to to college hockey. But I feel like Coach Pecknold, uh, Coach Duman, Mike uh, Corbett, um, all do a great job preparing us during that first month of the of the year where we practice, we get accustomed with. The, the system, the the way the team wants to play our culture. So I feel like they make they do a good job preparing us uh, during that first month. So I, f- I felt ready to at puck drop in October last year. Okay. I think for sure. I mean, the season before last, they had a great run too, losing to Michigan. So I think when you see them playing that competition, you're following them up the next year. Like you know, you have to be ready. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's like down here in terms of junior, but at least Canadian junior is like way less structured. So to come and play college where like structure is like kind of the foundation of how you play, 
it's definitely a big jump. Like, apart from obviously the skill and I guess the size and speed of guys, definitely the learning to play like structured, proper hockey is way different than what I was used to coming in. And is the strength and conditioning different than what you were used to? Yes, 100%. Oh, yeah. What's that? I mean? didn't, in junior, we had zero workouts. Like, I, we did them on our own if guys wanted to, but there's only a couple of us. So we had no strength and conditioning coach. So no workouts during the year, which is a long time, like obviously months and months to hear where it's at least, I mean, two or three times a week during the season and then in the summer, four. So that's definitely a big difference, like the emphasis on being strong and being in shape compared to junior hockey at least. Coach B, thoughts on Coach B? He's great, yeah. Yeah, he's the best every day. Him. Brings everyone to a smile, gets everyone to be better. I mean, even the new guys here, like the transfers, they say, like, their training compared to this is nothing. They might do, like, different lifts and, like, whatever, but they say this is top tier. Yeah, I think he, he, the, pro, the program without Coach B, like, just the way uh ran coaches and the way he wants us to play like he, our bodies just couldn't hold up if uh coach p wasn't there like just pre- prehabbing rehabbing like just reinf- like getting stronger as a whole getting more conditioned so i feel like coach p plays a huge part in that and the culture just paying attention to the little little details whether it's on the ice or even off the ice with coach b and the strength and conditioning room yeah, I think one of the coolest things about B is <clears throat> when he explains some of the workouts, he almost breaks it down in like a science. So you're like, oh shit, like that kind of like that makes sense, like how everything works. So then when you're doing the workout, you're kind of thinking about that, and I think you're getting more out of each exercise because he already broke it down. Like this is what happens when you do it in the gym, and then how it translates on the ice. And I think like that is like a major advantage when coming to working out because instead of just like moving the weight, you're like doing it with a purpose and like know why you're doing it and the reason behind it. Between the legs to Lipkin. Johnson is there, he's strong along the boards. Johnson, time ticking away. Puck to the point, Graf is open, but an excellent stick. Logan Cooley about to step out of the box with an open net. Did you guys know Cooley was getting ready? Do you guys look up and see? Uh, Victor, are you looking up at what's going on? Um, Honestly, in that moment, no. I'm just looking in the zone, looking where the puck is. I wasn't really, you know, I was dialed in on the puck. I wasn't really looking at anything else, honestly. And same thing with you, Charles? Um, I mean, I kind of was aware of when he was coming out because they wouldn't be able to ice the puck directly. So uh, I was I was aware, but as Vic was, uh, I was just dialed in on, on the puck. And, and the crowd, does the crowd noise change when the player comes back on the ice? Uh, you remember? For sure, uh, for sure it gets louder. Yeah, it yeah. definitely gets 100%. louder. All right. Just a guess. I don't remember. Yeah, I think yeah, it has yeah. to. It's yeah. being with two empty netters. Trap has it. Power play over. Six on five is here comes Cooley. Trap better shoot it. Let's go! Nothing? Nothing. No words. Nothing. No. no words? No, no Not words, directly nothing. after, but yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, everything we every time we see it, I think everybody has the same reaction. Like we're just speechless. Like it's like uh out of body experience uh 
for all of us what happened uh, that day and just be you, I think we've rewatched it like a hundred times like yeah it's just crazy yeah and like before the goal and before they got it out and before Cooley came back on the ice Graffer had a one T opportunity which was like grade A look for sure and I was like on the right side of the bench like right next to like the Minnesota player like on pretty much the same side and I hear one of the guys talking to his teammates like you know that's the best look they're gonna get that's the best look they're gonna get I mean to be fair it probably wasn't wrong I mean (laughs) you know it wasn't wrong but like hearing that I'm like no like no shot like we're gonna we're gonna bury one for sure like I don't know what this guy's talking about right well they gotta have confidence too right like you guys have confidence they've got confidence confidence isn't a bad thing exactly you know so and and many times they're probably correct because they I think they if if I remember off the top of my head I think they were 22-0-0 leading in the third period yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) there's a lot of good reasons to be confident when that happens right right before Lipkin scores we'll go Quillen. Uh, excuse me, uh, Quillen scores. Sorry, thank you. I, no. <laughs> that's right, I called Colin Zach the other day by accident. <laughs> All right, where were you? Where, uh, where's your seat? Or where were you sitting and what were you doing? I was fully dressed next to AP uh, in the training room in the back of the locker room watching it on TV. And so there's four players yeah, that Yeah, me, were? Anthony, Matthew, uh, Campbell. Matthew Campbell, and Alex. And and Ant was not sitting with us. Soup. Yeah, he, Matt was. Because we were on the training bench. Yeah, it was me and you. I was behind in the you. Back, yeah. I think Soup was in there with us too. And uh, I jumped up right away. Okay, so let's. Yeah, yeah. So you guys don't play in the game. No. But you're fully dressed. Yeah. Yeah, we got with dressed. skates. We got dressed. People, people talk. Yeah, I feel like people don't really know about that. But like we put our gear on when we were losing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, made no sense because the the deal was, like, we'd go put our gear on, like, if we were going to win. Like, it was it was clear we were going to win. But with, like, 10 minutes left, we were like, okay, hey, like, let's go put our gear on. And I was pretty hesitant, to be honest. I, Some I guys fully, were, I was like, are we really going to do this? Like, I think we should wait till like, we're winning. Then we, can, then we can do it, like, pretty fast. But the guy's like, no, no, let's go do it. So I was like, okay, whatever. So we go put our whole gear on. And then we're watching the TV, graph scores. And then, so that I think that was pretty crazy. Like we, we got yeah, when Graf scored, we're like halfway dressed already. Now is Joey in the room when when uh, Colin scores? Anthony? Or excuse me, Anthony scores? Yeah, we're all together at that point. We're all halfway dressed. Yeah, yeah. Anthony didn't Some, decide to mix it up and go someplace else. He did um, yeah. after that. He oh, went, after that. But I feel like some guys were, we were putting our gear on, and then other guys were, like watching the game, and then people, someone like ran out. But I can't remember who it was. They were like, we just scored, and we like, ran and looked at TV, and we did score. It was 2-2. Because there's – you can hear, if I'm not mistaken, and we'll get to you guys in a second, but you got – because I'm fascinated by some of this stuff too, because it's all back stuff that nobody – none of our listeners you know, even know. The goal happens outside. There's a three- or four-second delay on the TV. So you know something has happened, but you don't know if you scored. Is that true? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I feel like there was some delay, but – we also saw like we saw the play Lipkin happen. has the puck there, and like everyone's going crazy. So then you're kind of like ready looking, and then we just like run out. And if you like run on skates on mats, you like slide. I don't know if you guys tried that, but I was like running down the hall, like I was like almost falling every step. Well, that's was, for the championship goal. Yeah, yeah that's for the yeah, championship. Yeah. Goal. But the goal to make it two-two, you guys are back there, and 
Cipollone's there, or he's he's in the locker. I can't remember where he was. To be honest, okay. I, don't I think he was in the locker. Okay. Okay. All right, because he, he said he wanted to change up the whatever you call yeah, it, yeah, yeah. juju, whatever. I don't remember that. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now let's go to the same is true for what happens here. You've got your uniforms on. You've got your skates on. And he's about to score the goal. We saw the whole play happening, so I like jumped up because it was still delayed. We didn't see the goal yet, but we heard everybody outside. So I jumped up and I, I said something, and then we all just ran out there. Ant went first, and then I was behind AP, and I almost like pushed him over. I was yeah, like, I was falling back. We were like fully sprinting, and then just got out there. From there, it's kind of a it blur. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Charles, where are you during this, uh, what's about to happen? I was uh, on the left side of the bench. But, uh, yeah, I, it was actually, it's actually funny to hear those guys talk because the, you come in and I was like like two seat, like the, the second seat closest to the ATR room where um, AP, Matthew, uh, Anthony, and Tim- Timothy was, were sitting and... I come into the room after the third period and I see those guys and just put the biggest smile on my face. I'm right there. I'm leaning over the board, third guy in. And uh, so you're sitting next to, it looks like, uh, Jaden? No, it's uh, Jacob Nordfis and uh, Ivari Rasanen, uh, okay. if I'm right. So, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm sitting, um, you know, um, co- last couple minutes of the game, coaches wanted to... Um, to, to put the more offensive guys out so I didn't play those last five minutes and Joe just you just told me like hey Charlie like get ready so I was just trying to get back in it but just focus up and and get ready and I didn't even end up getting to need to play one more shift again because the game was finished so uh, it, it was a pretty surreal feeling and Victor where are you I think I'm all the way at the end right near Bubba yeah next next one Next one, yeah, that one, because I'm pretty sure I was, I was in front of coach, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna move down, and sit over there, just watch from there and see what happens, and so I moved my spot from in front of Rand to over there. Gotcha. In between when the puck. Yeah, when the puck came over and he was throwing it. Then you just moved over to that other. I moved. Yeah, I moved from the middle all the way to the end. And when the when the goal is about to go in, which is where we had it just queued up a minute ago. First one off the bench is, or like, what 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 do you guys do when you see the puck go in the net? When you see the goal, when you see the red light go on, or maybe even before that, because you saw Quilly, Quills had an open look. What was going on? I kind of have had a delay. Like, what am I supposed to do? And just looked around and saw all the guys jumping, so I jumped with them and he went to see uh, Quills. Uh, in the corner over there so uh yeah i i mean i kind of like froze i was like whoa like i thought like something like i was like i didn't even know what to do with myself i mean the goal went in and i was like i can't believe this is real like i was trying to like convince myself it was i was like oh it's offsides something like i was convincing myself like and then i saw everyone cheering i was like oh my like this is literally like the greatest thing that's ever happened like honestly Probably the greatest sports moment in all of your careers, right? Yeah, not Being even. Part- sure. Doesn't even. It, nothing else comes close. Like, 
<laughs> nothing else yeah. comes close. Up next, Ethan DeYoung and TJ Friedman. How many times do you think Colin Graff has shot from that general, in quotes, area all year? 500? I mean, it's like I, I seem to see him there all the time. Pretty much every day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see him there all the time doing that. And that's just a tribute to what you guys do every single day and what you work on every single day. So when the moment happens, it's not new to you. It's not, oh, I've never done this before. It's something that you guys have done, whether it's the PK, whether it's, you know, a face-off from a dot, whether it, whatever. I think, yeah, I don't, one of my favorite quotes ever, that's basically the situation you're explaining is sum it up. You don't rise to the occasion, you fall back on your habits. It wasn't Colin Graff going, oh, I'm, this is my moment, I'm stepping up. It was Colin Graff, I've been putting the work in for six, seven months. It's like muscle memory. I'm ready, yeah, it's muscle memory at that point, it takes over that, it wasn't necessarily, like, yeah, it was him making a play, yes, but it's not, okay, I stepped up, I rose to the occasion. It was, I just worked in silence for six, seven months. That nobody that's knows about. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's, for me, that's what this whole podcast is about, is about what you guys do that everybody outside and past that window has no idea about that I'm trying to get across to share with them because, you know, it's where you started. It's staying with host families. Like, here's what the average person knows is oh tj friedman's here and he's you know whatever number whatever and uh i see him every third shift or whatever that's what they see they say friedman on the back every and he third, scores a goal I'll take it. every yeah. third i'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like whatever that, i mean but that's what people know right they don't understand the complexities i mean we just talked about zach's you know crossing pass you know that was that wasn't just by luck that was what he's practices and what you guys practice exactly. and that should be celebrated it's yeah it's the execution of it is great but the execution of it's been going on for a long time before we got to that, that one moment mm-hmm. started you know? week one of practice right, right. in august it yeah. wasn't <laughs> exactly lucky. it wasn't exactly. lucky that colin graff's goal went in yep now it may have been lucky that jacob quillen who after 150 tries of running the jet at <laughs> university <laughs> the <laughs> first one worked I'm not saying that's lucky, but that's a time because I asked. I think I asked Jacob. I go, Jacob, why would you call a play that has failed 150 times? And they all just start cracking up. But it's, that's it's a good but point. That, yeah, when yeah. you say it that way, right, it's exactly. kind of crazy. We it, just keep it, doing exactly. it. Exactly. You guys keep doing the same thing, and it never gets to the same result. Yeah, now, it works. Keep, it's it designed works. to get you in the ozone. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Exactly. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But um, we've had so like. I know the Jet, I mean, was that's the first time it was ever successful. Say, it's, it's when you worked, say successful, you mean goal. Yeah, exactly. But, like, we've, especially this year, I remember one vividly against Maine that was that was pretty good. Or maybe that was Union. You get really but good looks. We get often. really good looks. You get even a couple two-on-ones. Yeah. The guy carries the puck in, you have ozone possession. Yeah, it's a great minimum, play. So. They might have to retire the play now. Everyone knows yeah, that. Yeah, they're not going to be able to run it anymore. Yeah. But. Oh, believe me, when they listen to this and they have uh, – because I talked to Joe Dumais and we broke it down piece by piece. Oh, oh no. There you go. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, they do their homework. Yeah, you're right. They're going to know what the play is. So and we got to hide this podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna, sorry. Yeah, you, we're going to anyway. get your listeners down now. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, forget promoting it on social media. Please don't, please don't do that. So you'll, you'll hurt the club. Um, so the locker room's pretty quiet in between periods. And, uh, yeah, I know Coach said he came in, and look, I think he looked at Christophe Tellier and just started laughing. He goes, let's go do this or whatever, and you guys are all jacked up. Um, w- you're both on the bench at the time when the goal happens. 
where were you on the bench and what was what was your viewpoint? And we'll start with you, TJ. I was I'd say like left center, maybe kind of like in between uh I think it was in between Rand and Corbs. So I was down closer to the end that we ended up scoring on. Uh but if you watch the uh like the replay back, where we're sitting at is right where that first puck came into the board. So me and Sippy are like, okay, let's just throw it behind us, whatever. And Rand's like, no, oh, give it to me. I'll see if I can find a kid, whatever. Okay, be honest right now, TJ. Has that ever happened before where he's taken a puck and thrown it? You can think, right, just the fact you're looking up at the air. No, I, I know. At home he does it actually quite at a bit. At home he will? Yeah. I, I'm trying sure. to think of how often we get pucks in the bench, which I don't think that really happens too often. But when it... When it does come in, usually he's like, "Okay, give it, go get a new one. We'll give it to a kid or something in yeah. the stands, whatever." So he's he's usually good with that. But that, that was at least the second time this year. I yeah. like vividly remember one other time. But if you two if out of you 30, watch two yeah. out of thirty eight on the and one of them is the national championship game yep. in overtime. <laughs> yep. Okay, go ahead. So if you if you watch that though, like kind of right where we're sitting, me and Sippy are still kind of like looking back at Ran, where oh, was, oh the okay found someone, whatever. Let's start looking at the game and. Like basically, right when that next puck drops, you just—it's like something out of a movie. Ran just kind of—it's like he sensed, okay, the game is starting again. He turns around, the play develops, pucks in the back of the net. I'm probably shoving people out of the way. I've already got my helmet off. I got one leg over. Someone's falling down. It was just—it was pure, pure chaos. Booner falling down. Oh, boom. yeah, that was later on. That was after right. we had all uh, Cameron. Oh yeah, yeah this is a video of him like one of the last he's guys gonna, jumping he's over have the a boards with and you he for just... bringing this up. Oh, dude, <laughs> I gotta see that. Oh yeah, well, uh, we know Cameron. It's one of the. It's yeah. on YouTube somewhere. We'll find it. Someone posted a video from like way up in the stands. It's like one of the only like longer celebration videos or whatever you can find. KW at QU.edu. That's all you need. All right, perfect. Once we <laughs> find, the, we'll we'll find the link, I'll send it to you. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be yes. lying. <laughs> We've definitely had that up in the hockey house a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were lying Because we were all watching it the first night. So we're all watching the replay back. And just someone's like, wait, wait, wait hold on. Yeah. Go back. Yeah, rewind and that. And we rewind, rewind it. That. And they're like, is that Booner? And we're like, what do you mean? And we start, we just press play. One step onto the ice, just full wipe on his it back. It was a tough one. It was not so pretty. Someone texted him. They were like, did you fall getting onto the ice? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We he was a, like, I thought I snuck out. No one noticed. Justin, we have a meet. As Hold on a sec. We have a meeting with Cameron on Thursday, right? Yeah. Dude, share screen. That is going on. We are going to show that because it'll be Nick is there, his boss. Okay. We got some yep, VPs yep. at that meeting because we're talking about how to promote this whole podcast. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. We, oh, hell yeah. That we're would be that. great. He'd love it too. Oh, oh we're definitely showing that. It was hilarious. I, I can't remember who it was. They were like, wait a minute. Hold on. Rewind that 15 seconds. I think I saw something. That's awesome. Oh, and where, where were you? You're on the bench too? So uh, we were, we usually, Brendan Moore's line starts, my line, well, Brendan line mm -hmm. starts, but Rand noticed that Nyes' line didn't go out there. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like, get off the ice. Let's put Graffer's line out there, you know? And uh, so I wasn't exactly in the middle of the bench. I was like kind of like trying to scooch over. And when the goal happened, I had such a late reaction. I was probably like the third last guy to like get my helmet off and get off the bench. I was going out there with like, Clarky, like the our goalie oh, on the bench. Yeah, I was yeah. I was late. It, it was kind of like a mess. I was like, okay, I need to get to the middle because Nyes' line is gonna get out next. That's my job is to shut like me and Brady's job is to shut down that line. So I'm trying to get to the middle of the bench where you can jump off the easiest, and then it all just happened so quickly. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
no one really i don't think anyone really had time to react some guys were quick like yeah it oh i was i was quick i wasn't even really thinking though i just kind of saw the play developing i started undoing all my straps i was ready to go i didn't know what to take off first so when you so you're closer to where jacob kind of enters the blue line is that where you are? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was right on the blue line, but I was. You're in that I was about vicinity. there. Oh, you were yeah. far down. You're oh, like yeah, I was middle. further left. So I was trying to get to where you were. Well, because I'm pretty sure when you came on, no, because you, you you were changing from the middle, and this was I guess fourth period at that point, so it was yeah. the long change. Yeah. So you, I probably got pushed down because you guys came. Yeah, because we came went, through the gate. We slid, yeah. and then they were like, "Well, Rand's like, oh no, hold on." So you guys went to the middle. Yeah. We slid back left. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was, like, behind somebody on the bench when it happened. I did not have a great view. So, TJ, when you see Jacob being that open, I mean, I, I know you said what you just said, and you started probably taking off your helmet and the whole nine yards, but, like, it's so rare that the jet works like that. Right. Like, that's probably the – I mean, sure, maybe in practice if someone slips or whatever, but – like you've never probably ever seen that play work to that level. I, I'm saying this as honestly as I believe it is. I don't think I have seen a goal on the jet except for our national championship game. I've seen pretty good looks come out of it where okay maybe a guy got a breakaway oh, wow. but did, like a two on one all that. I don't think I've seen a goal off of it though until the national championship. Zach says the same thing. Yeah. Like I, I, we could be, we could be misremembering, but I'm fairly positive that is the only one that resulted in a goal in my career. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the 10th Second Podcast. And special thanks to our players for coming in Jaden, Anthony, Joey, CJ, Avari, Noah, the two Christophs, Timothy, Alex, Charles, Victor, Ethan, and TJ. Learning their stories made this podcast so much richer and so much better. Thank you to all the guys for coming in. Up next on the podcast, our last episode, Zach Metza, Jacob Quillen, Sam Lipkin, and Colin Graff. They join us for 45 minutes, and the only thing we're going to do is talk about the Minnesota game. Our production crew is Justin Morosky, who is our producer and audio engineer. Jillian Catalano is our social media coordinator. David DeRoche handled the audio mastering. I'm Keith Woodward, and I'm your host. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the 10th second, and also follow the podcast account at QU Podcasts. And thanks again for joining us on this episode.